to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. Again, welcome to another exciting episode of Faith on Fire. We've been teaching on the keys of the kingdom. Jesus says, I give you the keys of the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you lose, meaning whatever you allow and don't allow, it won't be allowed because I'm going to give you access to heaven. And heaven heaven has your back as a child of God. That's the kingdom we in. We're in now. The Bible says we're citizens of heaven. When you get born again, you get translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God. The scripture says into the kingdom of the son of his love, into the kingdom of light. And, and again, I always say this, you have to be a student of the scriptures. After you get born again, your job is to get into a good Bible-based church, get baptized, Immersed in water. I'm going to say that. Some people say get sprinkled, but I'm going to say immerse. And then this is the key thing you need to do. Start being transformed by the renewing of your mind. You, you have to start, change your thinking. You got to change your stinking thinking. You got to start thinking like God thinks. I like thinks. that. Change your stinking thinking. Yeah. You got to start. You got to change your thinking. You got to be. That's what the it means. The old way is wrong. You know, when he says that you need to be renewed by, transformed by the renewing of your mind, what he's really saying there, the implication is your old mind was wrong. It's wrong. It was because of that sin nature that came down by Adam. And that's what Jesus meant when he says repent. Repent means to go back to the top. The penthouse is located on the top. Re, R-E, means to go back. So he says, go back to thinking like God originally had Adam to think before he fell in the garden. So Jesus said, repent and believe the gospel. Believe, I came to fulfill it. And everything I'm saying that's written in God's word now, lay lay hold to it by faith. And, you know, yesterday we were talking about do not worry. And as the part of the keys of the kingdom, because God wants us to have life. Jesus said, I came to give life and it more abundantly. And that one of the ways that we have that is by not worrying. And he tells us, do not worry. And yesterday, near the end of the show, we were talking about how we take our eyes off of him and we put it on to whatever the problem is. And the problem can be any kind of problem, um, relationships or whatever. You know, as a pastor, I have people come to me and I think, you know, they say to me, you know, Pastor, I think it might be too late for us. It, you know, we've really been fighting a lot. We're willing to talk, but I think it's probably too late. And people get to that point in their relationships with their spouse or with even with their children. I know somebody hasn't talked to their son for almost a year. And 
they start to believe, well, there's just no hope for that. But God is bigger than all of those things, and his grace is sufficient to repair anything. All things are possible through him. Yeah, he's a renewer. He, you know, he's a restorer. He came to redeem and reconcile us back to God. That's what Jesus does. And so he says, do That's not worry does. about all these things. <clears throat> yeah, and picking it up there back in Matthew 6, uh, 25, he says, Therefore I say you do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what will you put on it? And, I, and then we bounced over to Matthew 7. Again, the translators put in the scripture designations, the chapter designations. When the word was written, it was just written. So at verse 7, we looked at uh, Matthew 7, 11. He says, if you then, being evil, know how to good, give good gifts to your children, how much will your heavenly Father, your Father who is in heaven, give good things to those uh, who ask of him? Again, God wants us to give good things. And I want to go back to the command where he says, do not worry about your life. That's the command. Remember, the keys are commands with promises. So if he tells you don't do that, well, your job is just to be obedient and say, okay, just Lord, to believe I ain't going to worry about that. Now, look at this. As we were just sitting here, I was looking at verse 21, and a lot of people misrepresented this scripture here at 721. He says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. He didn't say go to heaven. He said enter the kingdom of heaven, which is God's way of doing things. He said, but he who does the will of my Father in heaven. That's what he's saying. I want you to do what God... If you want to enter the kingdom of heaven, just do what I said, what the Lord says. Now look at, drop down to verse 24. Therefore, whoever, again, hears these sayings of mine, this is Jesus, and does them. There it is, does them. So if he tell you, do not worry, that's his sayings. He said, now whoever hears those and does them, he says, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And when the rain descended, uh-oh, that's the trials and tribulations of life, adversities. And it falls when, on the just yeah, yeah, yeah. and just alike. Right, right, right. So verse 25, and when the rain descended and the floods came, not flood, floods in life, <laughs> floods came and the winds, not wind, winds blew. Anybody ever had some floods and winds come in their lives? Okay. And beat on that house, it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. Amen. And the rock that's is good the, preaching there. Yeah, yeah, that's real good. That's the rock of revelation, the rock of being a doer. But look what he says here. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew on that house and it fell. And great was the fall. So, again, we have to be not just hearers of the words but doers only. It tells us that in John, he said, if you just hear it and don't do it, you're like a person who observes himself in a mirror. And as soon as you turn around, you forget what you look like. And we know that really don't happen because you don't leave the mirror till you got everything in place. And then you go and you go remembering, I look good. I look so good. I'm going to kiss myself on my way out. That's how you remember how you look. So all throughout the day, you ain't all in the mirror. You knew you handled your business before you left the house. So that's what he's saying. He said, don't just hear what I'm saying. Go ahead and do it, and then you're going to get the victory. You're going to have the success. Because remember, these are keys to the kingdom. These are keys to live that abundant life that Jesus said he came to give us. Because this is Jesus still speaking. And one of those keys is don't worry. Don't be anxious for nothing. And anxious means don't have allow that spirit of anxiety to just overtake you because whom the sun set free is free indeed you, you don't have to carry a heavy load anymore and speaking of the heavy load real quick over in first peter 5 7 he 
there's some more instruction given. And this is, look, it says, uh, I'm going to start at verse 6. And he's talking about, well, let's look at the latter part of verse 5. God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Give grace to the humble. A humble person will, is a submissive person. They, they, they'll take instruction. They're, they're teachable. they're going to submit to God. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're teachable. They're, they have meekness. Look, he's, after he said that, now he says, therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Well, the mighty hand of God is the word of God. That's what God said. Look, and here's the promise attached to it, that he may exalt you in due time. God's planning on lifting you up as you do the first part. A lot of people don't want to do the first part, but they want that second part. Exalt me, Lord, exalt me. He says, I ask you to humble yourself under my mighty hand. First, do what I say. Yeah, do what I say. We don't want to do what I say. <laughs> right. Act on what well, I say. Part of the doing it, the first part of doing it is is but you need to should believe it too. Well, you're gonna have to believe it or you're not gonna act on it. You're right, not right, gonna right. do it. All right. Now look what he tells us in verse seven. Here's the command. Casting some of your care. No, casting all of your care on him, for he cares for you. He said, Give it to me. Because it's it. all of it. Don't just don't, see, don't it, take it back, though. Lots so, of Christians want to take it back. Well, they give it to God, and then they take it well, right back. Well, they don't want to give it all to him. They want to give him the easy stuff. Well, no, they Lord, give it to him, but then they take it right well, back because it didn't happen well, 15 minutes later. Well, you got d different Christians. Some of them give it to him and take it back, and some of them give him some things <laughs> and keep some of the other. But he says, casting all your cares on me, and we're going to just expound and say, and, and leave it on me. Don't go back and say, give me that, I'll take that back. Well, you know, what happens is something's happening in our life or the loved one or whatever, and we pray, and we pray for a day, we pray for a week, we pray for a month, and it doesn't seem to be happening. So we got to take that worry back because right. it's not happening. Right. And obviously, God ain't answered this prayer. So I got to work on well, it. Well, you just missed the first part. He said, in due time. <laughs> well, there's a seed, there's a time, and there's a harvest. And the word of God is seed. So you just got the word about casting all your cares. You don't want to get, you got to get a word time to grow up in you. You got to start now meditating on what he said. Because obviously that, that's the process. You don't, you want to, you don't want to go through the process. But the seed ha has to have time and there's a harvest. So the word of God is seed. You got to start, start meditating on what he said. and Stop meditating on the problem. Well, see, we live in a microwave society where everything's got to be done in less than a minute. If it ain't answered in five minutes, Lord, it ain't going to be answered. Right. And yeah. so we pray and we the answer didn't come immediately. So then we got to worry about it. Again. I got to worry about it. And then again, you didn't, and then you didn't go through the process of his doing it his way, the kingdom way, the in kingdom way time, is thinking on there. whatsoever things are good or meditating on what he said, not meditating on the problem the circumstance, the situation. He said, don't meditate on that. Now I want you to meditate on this verse, casting all your cares well, you in, know in due season. You cannot hear this enough where it says, humble yourself, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. That cannot be heard enough right. in due time. Due time, due time God's in two minutes. Time. Not your time, not my time, not somebody else's time. In God's time, he will lift you up in due time. Then you go to verse 7. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Mm. He cares for us, which goes right back to Matthew 7, 11. If we know how, you know, you and I are both fathers. Right. Both of us are imperfect, yet we know how to give good gifts to our children. Right. If we, being who we are, imperfect, know how to give. Right. Just think of what God wants to give us as his children. I mean, if... if Imperfect well, people know, like us know to give good what gifts. What you just saying Just that, imagine what he wants to do. Well, I'm going to add Ephesians 3.20 to that, to what you just said. Just imagine what he wants to do. It says in Ephesians 3.20, Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can think 
or imagine, according to the power that worketh in us. Know what that power that worketh in us? His word, the faith that Amen. we have. The scripture says we've been given the same spirit of faith. We believe, therefore we speak. We speak what? We speak what thus said the Lord. God said this. He says he's got all my cares. And I got to go throughout my day declaring that, oh, I gave that to God. And I always give people this example right here. The devil right wants here. to bring it back to you and say, oh, yeah. oh you know, you need to take no, no, care no. of this. No, I, I give you this example. I told somebody the other day, they called me with an issue. I say, now take a piece of paper, write each and every one of your cares on that piece of paper. All your cares, your children, every care. It might take you a couple pages, but write them all on that paper. Now, when you're done, go over to the garbage can. That garbage can is going to represent the hand of God. Now, you're going to take that paper, you're going to ball it up and cast it right in that garbage can. And you ain't going to go back and get it. You're going to keep them in there because that's all your care. You didn't cast them on him for he because he cares for you. You got to know that God so loved the world. He he cares for you. But look what I want to look at the same thing in 1 Peter 5. You just read that part. Now, let's read 8 and 9. Now, he says, be sober. That means have a sign of mind. Be vigilant. Self-controlled, the yeah, NIV says. Oh, oh, I like that. Now, he tells you why he just commanded you to do that. He says, because your adversary, the devil, he lets you know who your adversary is. He didn't say your in-law. He didn't say your spouse. He said your adversary, the devil, walks or roams about like a roaring lion. He's not a lion. He, he, he wants you to think he's so big. He ain't bigger than God. Like a roaring lion. Look, seeking whom he may devour. And he, he's devouring people. But, but he gave us some instruction in verse 9. That's why I love God. He's going to always give you a way out. Look what he said in 9. Resist him. He didn't say give in. He said, now, he's like, resist him. How am I going to resist him? Oh, he told you how to do that. Steadfast in the faith. Basically, steadfast in the word of God. That's how you resist him. Just like Jesus did him in the wilderness. It is written. Jesus didn't pick up no stick and hit him. He didn't throw no rocks at him. He threw the word at him. That two-edged sword. It is written. So that's what we do with the devil. When cancer or some sickness come on you, just declare what's written. That's how you resist him steadfast in the faith. You declare. Remember, we believe, therefore we speak. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. It's God's word. So he said, resist him in the faith. Look, he said, because this ain't personal. Your other brothers are suffering the same things. Other people in the world, like you said, the just and the unjust, yeah, they at the hospital too. But you're an overcomer. You know me. You're in covenant with me, so you have access to what you have the ability to use my ability. You have an anointing. And look what he says. But may the God of all grace, ooh, not some grace, all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. I like this. After you have suffered or endured a while, see, God wants you, that's the process. Look what he said he's going to do. Perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. That's good news. He said, I'm going to do all this to you. He gave you four adjectives. Per perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Then he just gave God some glory in verse 11. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. And that's all I got to say. Well, you know, when you think about a lion, as he says, he goes about like a roaring lion seeking who may devour. Anybody who's ever watched a nature show, my, my, one of my daughters actually went to Africa for, for two months and saw a lion eat a zebra. And she said that was something you don't necessarily want to see ever again. But a lion, what it does, if you've ever seen a nature show, a lion gets one away by itself. It doesn't attack the whole herd. It gets one away by itself. Once it Divide gets and that, conquer. Once it gets that one off by itself, you kind of know this thing's goose is about to be cooked. Well, you know what? The devil wants to do the same thing to believers or anybody is to get them off by themselves. Because if he can get them off by themselves, 
He can feed their head full of all kinds Whoa. of stuff. Richard, you know how much that, how, that happens all the time. Oh, yeah, because now you're home alone. and you, right. you know, There's an old saying, idle hands are the devil's workshop. I think idle mind is the devil's workshop, too. I believe that's what he meant. <laughs> because <laughs> you're sitting at home alone, you got nothing but time to think, and all of a sudden, man, you can think of every bad thing there is. Well, especially you if about, you ain't thinking on what he told right, you to think on. Because you can be thinking about how bad the whole world is. Boy, we got fighting in, in the Ukraine. We got fighting in Syria. We got fighting in Afghanistan. We got fighting in Thailand. We got fighting everywhere. And we got then fighting get, in the body of Then Christ. you get closer to home, and man, we got crime and crime here and crime there. And boy, and then you get even closer to home, and families arguing and fighting in the neighborhood. They, man, that's enough to depress you if you think about all that. Pretty, oh, of course. I mean, you. The whole world is just no good, and so the devil loves to get us to the point where you know what? If you just thought about every depressing thing there is going on in the world and then in your own individual life, pretty soon you'd be overwhelmed and there would be no use in doing anything. The devil loves to get people off by themselves, get them convinced those are the way, that's the way things are going to be. When he says here that we need to stand firm in the faith, resist the devil standing firm in the faith, I, I see that as standing near to God. As God soon as I'm standing near to God, the devil, he can't touch me. Well, he can't do anything. Well, and here's the way you stand near to God, because God's not with us, you know, physically. He's in our spirit, but, you know, obviously you can't see him. But we got his word. We got his right. word on it. I'm going to stand firm and, and, in his and, word. And in the natural, I can take a contract that was agreed upon and signed by both of us into a court and, and, and get my desires. Same thing. That's what the will of God is. A will is a contract. God has a contract, a covenant with us. That when we receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we're now children. Many has received him. He gave them the authority or the power to become children. And if so children... I'm not going to believe the devil. No, I'm no. Believe the God. Bible, scripture says, and then if children, then heirs. Heirs with God and joint heirs with Christ. So we have everything that... We have access to everything God and Jesus has. And the Bible says God's given Jesus everything. He has it all. And I was going to think about what you were just saying about how the devil's tried to get you along. That's so true. That's why in the wisdom of God... He said this, don't forsake the assembling of yourself together with other believers. That's why it's so important for believers right, 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 to right, attend right. church. And then I, I was also reminded as you were speaking, he told John, or uh, uh, Peter, when you get back, strengthen the brethren. Yeah, because he says, Jesus told Peter, he said, Peter, Satan desires to sift you like wheat. He told him what the devil's job was, steal, kill, and destroy. But he told Peter specifically, Satan desires to sift you like wheat. But I pray that your faith won't fail you. So that's what he said, and that's what we're praying. That's why we got this broadcast, Faith on Fire. We're praying that your faith, your trust, your confidence, your reliance on God won't fail you. So he told Peter, now you go back and strengthen the brethren. So when you think you can do it by yourself, you're an island on yourself, you don't need the five-fold ministry. He said he gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the equipping of the saints. And I know a lot of Christians say, I, I don't need that. Well, you just slap God in the face. Say, I don't need your wisdom. I got this. I'm going to do the kingdom my way. Yeah, I got way. my own wisdom. Yeah, I got my own way. And that's why you're sick. And the scripture says a lot of people that's doing things their own way, that's why they're sick and got this and that going on. Because you got to do it God's way. God has an order. He calls us the body of Christ. Everybody, every person in the body has a, a, a function. And when you divide yourself from the rest of the body, a part is missing. You don't, in the natural, you don't want to just cut off your arm because, you know, 
it's got a scar on it or something. It, it's still functional. That's good preaching right there. It's still functional. Yeah, you don't, oh, well, I don't need this. Well, we need you too. We need everything, but you need to get trained up. You got to submit yourself, humble yourself, because God put a pastor in the church. He gave son to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And in verse 12, he says, for the equipping or the edifying or the training of the saints. Train, saints need to be trained because we came out of the kingdom of darkness. We need to be transformed by renewing our mind and renewing our mind by the word of God. And God's going to give that five, four minutes. He's going to give us an anointing to, 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 to train up. It's just like when you go in the military, they got people in there, sergeants that train individuals to be soldiers. In the U.S. Army. And one of the things that you're going to learn in a good Bible-believing church is the Word of God is alive, and it Ooh, has power. Yes, it does. That's and the so, first thing you're going to learn so in that, our church. So that when you are home alone and it's Thursday night, and they're not having a church service, <laughs> and you can understand that the Word of God is living and powerful, and the devil comes to you and starts telling you these lies, you can know, I'm going to open up the Word of God, and I'm going to hear the truth. Just like my elder brother, my Lord and Savior Jesus did in the wilderness when Satan was trying to tempt him. He just spoke the word. The he, he just killed him with that two-edged sword that was living and powerful, and that's what defeated the devil. And that's what he tells us. Resist right. him in the faith. Use the word of right. faith. Speak the word of God over your circumstances, over your children, over your finances. Just keep speaking the word. The scripture says, preach the word, or you can say it like this, speak the word in season and out of season. And you can do Because we know in due season, you're going to get yours. And you can do that every day of the week. You don't have to wait for Sunday. Oh, you don't have to wait for Wednesday well, or Thursday whenever your church is meeting. You can do that at home by yourself. Well, that's why the psalmist says, your word I have hidden in my heart. So I can use it when I need Ooh, it. Ooh, I can use it when I need it. It's See, in us. don't wait till you need it and then go searching. Well, well Jesus went so far to reveal to us this kingdom that he said he'd given us the keys to. He says... In that day, they ain't going to say, look here or there, here's the kingdom. He said, for the kingdom, that's in Luke 17, he said, for the kingdom of God is inside of you. It's inside of you. It's inside of you because the Holy Spirit is inside of you, and it's inside of you as you plant that engrafted word, which is able to save your soul. You put that living sword inside of you, and you can regurgitate it as needed. And you should regurgitate it all the time. Don't mean you just got to go around quoting scriptures, but you can speak in line with God's word. You can, you know... What they call it, not verbatim, but uh, what's the other word they use? Paraphrase. You can speak in line with his word, meaning, because the scripture says death and life is in the power of the tongue. Well, if I speak in line with God's word, I'm speaking life. Amen. Yeah, I'm that's speaking life. Yeah, I know that's good preaching. I'll be taking up an offering later. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what it's about. So go ahead. <laughs> well, once again, as we've talked so much about it, do, do you believe it? Do you believe that if you cast all your anxiety on him, that he will care for you. You know, we read that again. Verse 6, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And so now I can believe that the devil's going to come. He's going to tell you lies. He's going to tell you that God really can't care for you. You know, this situation's too big for God. That relationship is just too far gone for God. Those fi that financial problem is just too big for God. That whatever it is in your life, and you know as you listen what the big issue is in your life, it's different for everybody. The devil's going to want to tell you that it's too big for God, that God can't handle it. 
that God can't take care of it, that, yeah, maybe God took care of everything else in your life, but this one's just too much. That is a lie straight from the pit of hell. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. That is a promise of God that you might not have ever thought about as a promise, but you can know that he cares for you, so I don't have to worry. I don't have to have all these anxieties. I don't have to have all these worries. I don't have to have all these frustrations. I can give them to him. I can cast them onto him, and he is going to take care of me. And, and you know what? As you go through your days, you got to declare that. I, I've casted all my cares on the Lord, for he cares for me. You got to actually say what the scripture said. I, and I do that. I declare that. I say, I've given all my cares to the Lord, but I understand that he cares for me. And, and when I, the devil comes to you and he wants to say something, you say, no, you I know get, what, Mr. Devil, I'm not going to believe any of that because I'm going to give all my anxieties to God. Well, he takes care yeah, of me. Yeah, I gave them to him. And, and the scripture says that Satan is under our feet because we're part of the body of Christ. And Satan is under the feet of Jesus. Well, we're part of the body. And I always tell Satan, if you got something to say to me, just write it on the bottom of my shoe. And I'll get to it when I get time. And I, that's probably never. But l let's go to Philippians real quick. Philippians chapter 4. And we're going to start at verse uh, 4. 4-4. Four, four. Look what he says. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice with an exclamation point. Now look what he says. Verse 5. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Yeah, he's always with us. Verse 6. Be anxious or have no in have anxiety for nothing. But in everything, ooh, that's everything, by prayer, prayer is speaking to God, conversing with God, and praying God's will, talking to God about what he said. In everything by prayer and supplication, look, with thanksgiving, ooh, with thanksgiving, I mean, it's always, I already thank him for it. Because remember, if us fathers being evil know how to good give good gifts, how much more will our Father give us good things to those who ask? So I'm going to go ahead and thank him for it. Because so in all things, I'm going to rejoice. Well, And I'm going to thank him because I got his word on it. He didn't gave me his word, so I might as well thank you because I'm going to come to you and I'm going to thank you for what you've declared already because I believe I received that. With thanksgiving, look, let your request be made known to God. He said, when you request, remember, he healed how many lepers? How many came back to give him thanks? And that's another story. But he said, with th you got to always thank God for what you believe you receive. You believe you've received your healing every morning. Praise you, Lord, that I am healed. By Jesus Christ, you healed me. You got to call things that be not as though they are. And you got to act like it. Act like it is saying, thank you. Appreciate that. I acknowledge you for doing that. You do, I do that concerning my salvation. Thank you, Lord, that I'm saved, sanctified, and your blood covers my spirit, my soul, and my body, and separate me from the world of flesh and the devil. I declare that all the time. But look at verse 7. He says, now, after you let your request be made known to God, verse 7, and the peace of God. Peace, and then the peace yeah, of yeah. God. Now, peace means shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken, wholeness. It says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, that's why it's shalom, will guard your hearts and your minds. Okay, we're going to stop right there. And uh, again, we're going to pick this up next week. And we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. And we just want to remind you as you go through this week, keep living by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, 
we ask that you consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.